You know, this month we want to appreciate, it is Pastor Appreciation Month, if you didn't know. And our representative of all our pastors here, Pastor Ben, we are so grateful. They do not like when we do this, so sorry. Yeah. But we just want to say we love you. We love all of our pastors. And our children's ministry is so incredible. They're so thoughtful. So we can have our, oh, look at our kids. We're presenting our pastors. Oh. This is Caitlin, that's Pastor Ben's daughter, Jaren, <laughs> yes, so cute. We just want to say thank you, Pastor Ben, thank you to all our pastors, thank you so much for just loving us, taking care of the flock, and um, we appreciate all of you. Have a great day, everyone, and aloha. Thank you, Bunny, thank you, Jaren, thank you, Caitlin. <laughs> oh. Uh, I don't know if you can see this, but this is really awesome. Uh, our children's ministry, they did this for all the pastors. And what they did was they had uh, kids from our children's ministry uh, with their finger, I guess, fingerprint. They made out the dove, the New Hope dove. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, as we get ready to receive our tithes and offerings, you know, this is just a reminder that, you know, I know it's Pastor Appreciation Month, but the truth is... It's always, always Jesus appreciation, right? You know what's so amazing is that you may be here, you may be thinking, well, what can I do? Or what, what, how do I do, what, how is it that what I do makes a difference? It's just so small. But even with, the, even just what, with, with one fingerprint, what you do with it, so amazing. And you know, that's what God, that's what God desires for all of us. He loves it when we get to be a part of his plan, when we get to be part of his kingdom. And what's so amazing about it, he doesn't want it to just be us. He wants it to be every single person. And so we give our tithes and offerings to him. That's what he does with it. He invites more and more people to be part of the picture. And so this morning, as we give our tithes and offerings, let us remember that it's not about us. It's about appreciating what God is going to do with it. Because what he does with it, Truly, truly amazing. You may be visiting us for the very first time, and if that's you, we ask that you don't, you don't feel obligated to give this morning. In fact, receive this service to help you in your relationship with the Lord. Or maybe you're visiting us from another church, and we want to just continue to encourage you to give wherever you regularly attend church services. And if New Hope Church is where you call home, just know that God is calling you and I to be a part of his great big plan to reach the loss one relationship at a time. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray for our tithes and offerings this morning? Lord, we come before you right now, Lord. And Lord, yeah, it's past his appreciation month, but Lord, it is always, always where we appreciate you. And so, Lord, this morning as we give you our tithes and offerings, Lord, as we, as we want to just declare that we want to be part of your plan, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that you just let us re, uh, remember that everything you do, Lord, has eternal rewards. And Lord, you call us to be part of your plan to reach those far from you, those who have no hope, those who have no faith, and those who don't know what love is. And Lord, with our tithes and offerings, Lord, and with your glory and greatness, Lord, you do that. You extend yourself so that more and more people will come to find hope, faith, and love in you. And so, Lord, I pray that you bless the hearts of those who give and let them know that right now what they're doing is an amazing thing as we partner with you to reach your people. Thank you, Lord, for being an amazing God. Thank you for loving us, and we love you. In Jesus' name, and we all said, 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ben. We do. I appreciate you too. I appreciate you too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. They they gave me mine in the back, and I just I was falling, just crying because those are the fingerprints of our children, and we're going to be able to watch them grow up in the Lord, and in case they do anything bad, we have their fingerprints. <laughs> so we know what we're doing, but really, when I think about you know Pastors Appreciation Month, I I, I think about how pastors appreciate uh, you and and the the relationships that we have. We appreciate Jesus and what He has done for all of us, and we appreciate just the heart behind everything we get to do for the Lord. If this is your first time, we we're, we're grateful that you're here because when you have an idea of your potential in God, and when you have a vision for your life, then then you become more appreciative. So this month, I know I know we're going to hear a lot a lot about that in Pastors Appreciation Month, and and we really do appreciate that. Uh, we really do appreciate Jesus and what He does. So I, I pray that if you don't know Christ, that you will come to know Him as your Lord and Savior, because everything changes about life when you have that vision for your life. That's why we're in this series called The Mobile Church. In fact, when you came in, you were given a bulletin, or if you have your church app, you can take that out. And The Mobile Church is all about when Jesus said, go into the world and reach others for him, then that's our, what we call the Great Commission. We're commissioned out. And today we have a wonderful guest speaker. He's a friend of mine, and he was born in India, and then he moved to Denver, Colorado. He's been there for about 18 years, but he just has a wonderful heart on how do we, how do we connect with people, how do we... Uh, raise Hi, up people and how do we reach Hi. people out there oh, in the world Hi. for Jesus Christ? Good morning. He just has an unbelievable, uh, powerful me. Excuse me, Pastor Sheldon. Hi. Hi, Hi McBrainy. Oh. Wow, Hi. again, Hi. you show Hello. up uninvited. Hi. I, and we have a guest speaker too. Hello. Like, how Hi. does she Hi. get clearance? Well, I know that you're doing a, a message on the mobile church. Yes. And so I think I actually got it this time on what you mean. It's not that the building is actually moving. Although in Bucharest, you know, they uh, move buildings on rails. It's actually a particularly uh, strange but simple procedure, actually. Yeah. But in fact, from 1982 to 1989, they saved like seven churches. Wow. Yes, yes, it was actually a complex uh, procedure, okay. but that's okay. According to my research, the intention of banishing these churches from their historical and right. cultural context cannot be overlooked. And by being separated from their spatial environment, they have lost their symbolic dimension. And we certainly wouldn't want yeah. that for this church. No, we wouldn't, would we? <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> That's not what we're doing. No, it's not about moving at the building. It's oh, I know, us, I know. Okay, so I got it. And so I went out and I have a video actually. Can we just roll it? How do you have roll a video? It? Roll what? Jesus what? loves you. What is this? Sam, I'm showing the love of Jesus. Jesus loves you. <laughs> okay. Jesus loves you. Yeah. Jesus loves you. 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 Yeah, I, I think yeah. he is like you're he, in his he way. He loved Jesus a whole Don't lot, didn't he? Long. Yeah, but, but thank you. Thank you for stopping by. I really appreciate you coming through clearance and all of that. I don't know how you do it. It's just, right. really, I don't know how Find my ways you do like that. This. Okay. So thank you. I appreciate it. Right. Tell me, thank oh, McBrady. Just one more thing. Sure. <laughs> 
I have a question for you. Do you know who uh, the fastest runner? You like to run, right? You sure, like to I, run. I, I, Everybody yeah, knows okay that. But who is the fastest runner ever? Ever. Ever. Barry Allen? <laughs> no. He's the, fl the Flash. He's, he's a Actually. <laughs> I had an answer. Adam, because he was the first in the human race. <laughs> <laughs> Can we thank McBrainy for being here today? Oh, oh my. Oh, thank you, young man. You're such a nice boy. Thank yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Well, Pastor Jitendra uh, Singh is from Denver, Colorado. He, he also planted churches in, we've got we to gotta figure out how to do this better. Uh, uh, he planted churches in India, about 30 churches. And also, when he came to uh, the United States, he planted about six other churches. He might share a little bit about that. But uh, we wanted to bring him because he has such a great life story, but also in, in a heart for people who are lost without Christ. And he has what we call an evangelistic heart for different people groups. So he's going to help us to understand how do we go out and be the mobile church. Can you help me welcome Pastor Jitendra as he comes up and shares? Thanks, my brother. We call this a lay, and it's, it just symbolizes our love and respect for oh, you. Thank you so, so much. Wow. Yeah, thank you. Wow, thank you so much. This is so nice. Wow. I think we do this uh, similar way in our church, too, but uh, they put you in a hat, and they put you in a <laughs> uh, scarf, so it's pretty... I can, we don't live in it. Like, we live in a two different state, but, like, it feels like we are one. <laughs> like, a, our cultures are so similar that it's so amazing. But, sorry, my name is G. If you uh, have a hard time to figure out, like, and I just, like, say, G and tender. <laughs> just, I'm G and tender. I'm very tender. <laughs> okay. Don't cut and eat it, Okay. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much. This is a so wonderful day for me, that, and I'm, I'm so glad that Pastor Selin is so amazing man of God, and, you know, he's a great friend, you know, I just, we, you know, good to have a pastor, and good to have a friend like that, amen? amen. Praise God, amen. So, I want to tell you a little bit about me. About uh, 18 years ago, I came here, so my wife wanted to give me a surprise. And I said, she asked me to pack everything, and so just get ready. We are going on a trip. And I thought, like, something, somewhere we are going, nice place, you know, like that. So we drive about three hours, and then she start unpacking the car. I didn't see the trunk, what was in the trunk, so... She start unpacking stuff, and 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 she asked me to help a little bit. I helped, and I saw she started putting a tent. And she said, "I said, what is this? We are in the woods. We are in the jungle." She said, "Like, what are we are going to do here?" She says, "We are going to camp here. We're going to stay here for three days." I said, "What?" <laughs> I said, we're going to stay. I said, all my life I lived in the jungle. <laughs> you, don't need to, you don't need to bring me again to, to live here on the jungle. <laughs> like, take me to New York. Take me to, 
<laughs> Take me to Hawaii, you know? <laughs> well, you're bringing me to the, the, the like, she was thinking she's doing something nice, like, see, the culture is different, <laughs> you know? So, so, so like, I, I, you know, I, I, I still remember that day, you know, like, and then, and when we came second time uh, to San Diego, and she, she thought, like, you know, okay, I'll take you to somewhere nice, you know, so we came to San Diego and saw all people were roaming naked. I said, like, you know, what is wrong with these people, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what is wrong with these people because they're half naked, you know? Like, do they not have their clothes or something stolen? Because in India, we cover ourselves so we can, we will get a little bit whiter like you, you know, like Americans, you know? <laughs> and they are trying to be more like us. Like, see, we can't figure out. When the people are, um, the, the American people are like to be, uh, they want to be like me and I want to be like them. Isn't it so crazy, right? It's, things are changing, like, you know, like, and then I said, you know, so, 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 so why people are naked? It's like they're trying to be like you. <laughs> and, or I, and I go with my jeans and my full shirt, you know, in the beach, and she said, you have to change your clothes. I said, no, I'm fine. I don't, I, I don't like to, uh, you know, show my body part. And she was saying, you are not in India. I said, it doesn't matter where I am, where am I, but, you know, I'm like this. So, it's like, it's just so funny things happen. So, I, I'll tell you one more thing. So, when people ask me a lot of time, wow, you are, what color you are? You know, it's like, and I said, I don't know what color I am. God made me this way, amen? So, well, the funny thing, like, I, I, one guy literally was asking me, so you are brown or you are black? I said, I don't know who, you know, whoever, who, whoever I am and whatever God made me, I am a burnt offering. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> God loves me so much that he burned me so much that, you know, you know I am his offering. Amen? So uh, I'm going to be used for his glory. Amen? That's it. So, praise God, doesn't matter what color you are, God still loves you, amen? amen? Jesus cares for you. Jesus has a plan for your life, amen? This is what I want to, you know, I know that we have a different plans this uh, morning, but it is going to be something that if you walk out from this building the same as you came, I think that's not going to be the fun, right? I don't want to come to the church and waste your time and my time and everybody's time, amen? We come to the church. We come to the place of God that we want God to do something in our life, amen? And, you know, if I, you know, over years and years, months and months, and then I come and I go back the same, and I, God must be saying, like, what is wrong with you people, you know? You know, the church is not, like, every time people went into the presence of God, you know, life was different, amen? You see, the Moses went to the presence of God and his life was completely changed, amen? And that's what we received the Ten Commandments, amen? Jesus went to the prayer and his life was completely different. He found those 12 disciples who turned the world ups and down, amen? So when you come, this is, this is, this is your place where you receive the presence of God. Where, you know, this is the place where you've been taught the word of God. You've been, you've been ministered um, you know, with the love of God. So, you know, I just don't want you to waste any more time. I did waste a lot of time. I wish I could have uh, got saved long back. That's what, you know, everybody says like that. But, you know, but but, but Bible has so much, um, you know, uh, so much plans for your life. God has so much a plan 
for so much plan for your life. So I want uh, that, you know, when you walk out from this place today, I just want you to go as a different person. Amen? Just don't go back again. And don't do what you were doing, uh, what you did yesterday. So we are here to talk about the mobile churches. Amen? Well, well, you know, the church, Jesus, you know, I, I'm, so, I'm so thankful about Jesus. Amen? And, our, and I'm so thankful about our gospel. Is our gospel is not come gospel. He says, go gospel. Amen? He just calls you. And just, when he calls you, he just, you know, he does something in your life. And, you know, he makes you something. And then he doesn't keep you. A lot of places people keep. Oh, you know, you are mine. You are mine. And, and in our church, I say, I don't own any people. Because God owns everybody. Amen? We cannot own. So, you know, when God has called you, when Jesus called you, now he wants you to go and go and do what? It's Matthew 28, what we are supposed to be doing. Amen? Going out there and not just being like them, but making them like us. The problem is this today, you know, the, most of the time the problem is this. We like to go, definitely, but then slowly we become like them, you know, and this is where thing has to change. I was talking to yesterday, Pastor Sharon. <laughs> there are a lot of missionary. They don't go as a missionary; they go as a vacationary. <laughs> you know, they have a nice place called vacation. You know, like, you know, and I was like, "What is happening?" And I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying bad. There are so many wonderful missionaries are there. But there are so many vacationaries are there. And there are same way. So many people, you are called by God. But the problem is this. We are not doing what we are called to do. Amen. We are called to make disciples. We are the disciple makers. Amen. Because Jesus made us not just to live your simple life. But Jesus made us to do something different. Make impact on your community. And, and, you know, uh, we will be talking a lot of things today, and uh, we have enough time. And I think uh, by the time I, I'm done, there will be something happening here, amen? And I, I, I'm, I'm praying that the Lord will touch a lot of people today, amen? So who wants to be touched by the Lord today, you know? I, you know I, I just don't want to be the same, amen? And let, let's, let's, let's open our heart and say, like, God, just, I'm here. I'm here, just Lord, speak to me today. I just don't know what you're going to tell me, what you're going to say, but you're going to say something which is going to strike my heart, and I will not be the same. Thank you, Jesus. I know, Lord Jesus, when your presence is there, Lord, you make different. You do different things. Jesus, wherever you went, you made difference. And wherever you sent your people, you made a difference because you were involved in that. So I know in this church you are here, oh God. And everyone who is sitting here and everyone who is listening to this voice, oh God, in Jesus' name, I want to see their life and their mind, their heart be changed today. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. The church is that, what? The chosen people of God. Amen. Praise God. I am so happy that God chose me. I was not even worthy of that. Amen? Were anybody? A uh, lot of people, uh, you know, they think like they were, you know, they, 
you know, guys, we, we have to understand that Jesus died 2,000 years ago. I was not there at that time. A lot of people, they think, I can't do this one. I am, you know, I'm too much sinner. I have too much problem in my life. You know, a lot of people, they think, and they are just, just living in that kind of scenario. I can't do anything. But Jesus died 2,000 years ago. And we are, we sin. We are sinning now. Like we have, we have sinned in 2018. Jesus died for my sin. What I will be, what, what I have, what, what I am done in 2018, Jesus died for that sin 2,000 years ago. And a lot of people are, they are living in that condemnation that you are no good, you are, you cannot do anything. No one is born. A righteous man. It's when we come to Jesus, he cleanses us. He makes us the one whom he wants us to be. Amen? So, my life, I was not even born in a Christian family. How many, how many people here were born in a Christian family? At least, you know, a family who knew, you know, Catholic, doesn't matter, whatever, whatever, but you have heard about Jesus. How many were you were? Okay, so most of the hands are, uh, you know, coming up. And I was raised in a family where Jesus' name was not even mentioned. So I was completely uh, uh, a Sikh. How many of you know Sikh? Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to disrespect them. We call like extra head. You know, we have extra head. We are all the time, you know, hot. So I was raised in that family, and I had no way that somebody could share me a gospel. But Jesus came into my life in 1990, and I'm going to talk to you about that one in a little bit. But before that, I want to share a few things that what we are doing here in Denver, Colorado. I came in 2000, uh, sorry, uh, 18 years ago to U.S., and it was all completely unplanned. It's like God does amazing work in our life. We don't know where he is taking, what he is doing, you know, when things start happening. And I can stand here and say that, wow, Lord, that was you. So, uh, uh, 18 years ago, I got married about, uh, to my wife. And my, uh, my wife said, we have to go to U.S. And I said, all right. We have to go to U.S., so I came to U.S., and then our son was born here in U.S., as I'm, 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 you know, we can talk later that all the details. Our son was born in a little bit of uh, complications, uh, medical complications, so I had to stay here in U.S. for a certain period of time, and then uh, before, uh, by the time I stayed here, my vision and my dreams, everything was lost, because I used to call America was a beautiful jail. Everything was here good, but I couldn't do what I was called to do. So seven years, I, I felt like a wasted. But you know, that seven years also, I did not waste it. In seven years, I, what I did, I learned a little bit of music. You know, it's, it's, we think like our life is waste so many times. But our life is, you know, God never wastes anybody's life. So in seven years, I did nothing. I learned music. I, I, I read more Bible. I read, you know, more of the things. And which today I'm a pastor in a church in Aurora, Colorado, which has been helping a lot 
that seven years training which I did alone in my basement most of the time. So in 2010, we started a church here in Denver, um, Denver, Colorado with one person met on the street. And that church, by the grace of God, grew up to 250 or 300 people. And out of 300 people, also, our first convert is our one senior pastor, one of our, one of our church plant senior pastor. Because having one thing that Jesus called us Jesus called us not just to sit in the church, but to find the people and train the people and make disciples and, 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 and send them to do what you have been doing. It. Amen? So, and that's the little story. And uh, uh, our church name is called, I think we have a slide, it's called Naya Life, uh, Naya Life uh, Church. That's the that's Naya Life Church. And we started that in 2010. It's the many colors. And these are the people we are reaching out in Denver, Colorado. It's not happening in India. It's happening right here in Denver, Colorado. Man. Uh, Muslims, Hindus, Sikhs, Buddhists, Nepalis, Americans, all, culture, all people are coming to Christ. And so next slide, we're going to go. And that's the name of our church. God has brought so many people into our church. So many people into our life that we could reach them. We could at least share the gospel to them. And what is happening, people came and they got saved in our church. And they moved to different states. And then, now they're calling me. They are finding the group of people and they are saying, Pastor, please can you come? We are starting a church here. You know? And this is what, like, a, you know, the, the, the thing is this, that's what I said. When we go out, we are not going to be like them. We are going to make them like us. Man. Jesus brought all the disciples and he trained them. He, he not one of them like, became like them, but he just... Tell them that, like, this is what I do. This is what my father's work. And disciples, they understood very well. Amen. And this is what we need to understand today. You know, when pastor starts preaching here, he's, he's not, you know, I know he's not preaching because he wants you to go and preach. He wants, because, you know, he, he's a father. He, he wants that his children to do the better than him. That's it. You know, if a pastor, he can pastor a church, one church, he wants you to pastor a ten church. Amen. That's what. You know, I don't want my, my son to do a smaller job than what I am doing. I want him to be a, you know, if I am a truck driver, then I want him to be a doctor. Right? If, if I am just a janitor, I want my son to be an engineer. Right? Why not we can do the same thing in the church of Jesus Christ? Amen? Why, you know, why we need to just come and sit in the church and just get happy and make the chair happy, you know? Six days, you are fine, a lawn chair, now I am with you. No, we're not here to warm up the chair, amen? Not here to make the happy chair. You have to say, praise God, thank you for making me sit here. I have learned, now I'm going out, I'm going to make, I'm going to, I'll be standing in the back. I want this chair to be filled with, Different people. Amen? 
I don't want this chair to be, this is not designated. This is not, my name is not written in this chair. Amen? You have to go back with this attitude. Somebody is going to come in this chair and sit next week. Amen? We are here to go get those people, my friend. We cannot, this, this, you know, the God, God is ready. God has saved us. God has called us. God did not call us just to be happy. Me and my family <laughs> saved. We are going, you know, heaven. We are on the way to heaven. I said, no, I am not. I, you know, I don't. You, you, you remember Moses. Remember Moses. One point of time, God said, I'm going to destroy all these Israelites. This is God, God, please don't do that. You take my name away, but don't take these people. Because there was the love of God put in Moses' heart. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you guys all be a disciple makers. Hallelujah. Just don't be a disciple. The world is so tired of seeing disciple, disciple. I am a disciple. Praise God. The day Jesus calls me, I become a disciple. Amen. I am his child. I'm filled with God. Why do I have to sit in the church for 20 years, another 30 years, and seeing the same people, seeing the same? Praise God, man. Do something in your life. Hallelujah. That's what I said. Pastor Selden has done something wrong. He called me here. And this is why, you know, I don't know what's going to happen after this. What is going to happen after this? Amen? You know, you might want me not to come back next time or you want me to be come back here, you know, because uh, this is what my life is, my friend, you know, because I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Amen? I'm not ashamed of the one who saved me. I am, you know, you, you are wondering, like, why this man is... I'm not too old Christian. I Maybe like, maybe like 20 years I've been following Jesus Christ, 2025. 20, but, you know... In 20 years of my life, I, I'm not trying to brag you. I'm, I'm so grateful to God. More than, more than 15,000 people have come to Christ Amen. through one life. Amen. And this 15,000 people has multiplied. I can say today, uh, like at least like about 50,000 people, you know, in the strings. Like in the, it's like a, every, every seed has a tree. Do you know that? Every seed has a tree, and every tree has a furniture on it. This is the problem today. We don't understand what will I do, God, in your kingdom. This is the question we say. I know the pastor is there to preach. Oh, there are some leaders are there in the church to do, take care of the church thing. What will I do? No. Every seed, every, every human matters to God. Hallelujah. Every person matters to God. Doesn't matter what is your background, amen? Doesn't matter how rich you are, how poor you are, how uneducated you are, how educated you are, and you went to Harvard or you went to no Harvard, amen? Doesn't matter to God. You created by God, hallelujah. You know that? If you hear my testimony, you might say, this guy, he shouldn't be standing here, right here. What is he doing here? This is all. Bible says once you, once you fall in the hand of God, he turns your life the way he wants to turn. Once you say, you God come, you know, say God, I, you, know, uh, you know, we are trying to turn God in our ways. Actually, God should turn us 
the way he wants us. Amen? And that's why today people are lost today because they are trying God to move according to my way. God says, I want to move the way I want to move. Amen? So, let's go to the next slide. And, and so that's what we make disciples. Okay? You know, we are believers of Jesus Christ. We have been forgiven and we have been transformed by the grace of God. Grace of God. A message, you know, and so, and so what we have to do, our, 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 we need to go and reach, preach, teach, do anything in order to get those people. Amen. Let's go to the next slide and I want to say uh, um, more, next, one more slide. Uh, uh, so this is our church we started in, uh, uh, in Denver, Colorado with, uh, in 2010 with five people, one bedroom apartment. One bedroom apartment was overflowing within a month about 40 to 60 people. So we were afraid that what we are going to do. And then we had no money, we had nothing, 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 nothing. And I figured out one thing that you know, only the God's work can be done without money. Amen? A lot of people, they think we need a budget. We need a budget, you know? Yes, I do I understand that we need money. But you know, when you have a spirit of God, he will lead. He will, he will do what he wants to do. And we never stopped. We never stopped because we had no money. We had no resources, you know? And Bible says, if the farmer looks for the weather, today is rainy, snowy, he will never be able to go and farm land, right? And that's what we all are called to do, amen? Don't look for the weather. Don't look for the situation. If the situation will turn good, and then only I will go and do the God's work. No, no, no. Situation will never be a best in my life. Every time you, have, you climb one mountain, there another one is bigger. You, you, you pass one exam, the next one is a little bit tougher, you know? Life is going to get more tougher and tougher. Don't wait for the wonderful time. The wonderful life will never come. Amen? Only it will come when we go to heaven. Amen? A lot of people, they tell me, when is your Sabbath? When you rest? I do rest, you know, but I will rest when I go to heaven. All the time I'll rest there. Amen? So all, all the life we'll ha we have got there. It, it, I'm not saying that you don't take a Sabbath. I do take Sabbath, but you know, too much of resting is also <laughs> no good, you know, it's like a lot of, so, you know, the too much of resting I do, then, you know, I know I'm not the Savior. Jesus is the Savior, but he has called me to do the work, amen, work of a labor, and that's what we have to do. And the next slide we can go, and so, so, this is the family where I came. To do that, all the work, to bring all the people in a faith of Jesus Christ, I had to do this. That's what I said, like a, yeah, extra head, right? You know, we have a, a, a turban, right? I'm the only one who's not wearing that, right? Because um, when I became a Christian, I, 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 I cut my hair, you know, so. So I had to leave this, all these things. So, and now I want to go and tell you a little bit about me, that how I became a Christian. And a lot of people, they think, like, what must I do to become a Christian, you know? You don't need to do it. Simply, you have to, if you have not received Jesus in your life, I want to tell you one thing, that <laughs> tomorrow or today, you have to do it. You hold your ear like this, or you want to hold it like this. 
which way you want to go. You want to go far away? Uh, you want to do it today like this. Simple, right? You know, if you start your journey with Christ today, it will be much easier because you will go, you will walk with you, all the friends. Tomorrow, you will start, you will scratch, why didn't I do it long back? So let that not be the decision, amen? Take a decision to follow Jesus today. So when, um, I, 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 and I told you, I, I didn't grow up in a Christian family. I didn't preach like this. I was, I was a very timid guy, and I was very shy. I, would, I, I used to sit in this classroom in the back seat so the teacher or anybody is not asking me questions. Seriously, I was, I, I was afraid of talking. I was afraid of doing anything publicly. I didn't do anything. So I would sit in the back. So when, so, so there's a lot of family history I have. You know, it's like a, so many times, you know, you think, a lot of people, they think you have to be born in the right family to do right, you know, right, right work of God. No, no, no. You don't need to be born in the right family to be the right person. That's what I tell people. I did not choose my parents. I had no choice where I was being born. I had no choice you know, who, who's going to be my parents, who's going to be my father, mother. But you know, God had a plan for me. So don't be, don't ask this question. Why I was, how I'm born in your family? Why I'm here? You know, no, you said, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, that you gave me life. Amen. I am alive. I have a breath. Amen. And now in this breath, you put your spirit inside me. Amen. And then when he puts yours, his spirit inside you, you become a different person. Right? So, so all, I, I was born there, and I, and, and I want to tell you that because of my family situation was not right, I started developing a different, you know, you know, once you are not loved, you want to hurt people, right? That's what was happening. And this is the problem of today also. A lot of young people, a lot of old people, a lot of family people, they are trying to hurt each other by hurting they think like they are winning. But hurting is not all the, the answer for the life. So I was, I wanted to be a little bit tough guy, you know, and then tough guy. I was not very, you know, I didn't have all the six packs and all those things. So I cannot be a six, you know, kind of a tough guy. So I had to find some guy who was stronger than me. So I got involved with the gangs. This is what you look, right? Because you're looking somewhere, you want to be a stronger. So I found, um, um, I, I was involved with the gangs, and you know, and we, uh, the gang, what happens in the gang, you, you all know that. So, so I was, I gave my life to Jesus in a beautiful place called jail. <laughs> Everybody, now that's what I say, like what this guy is doing here, right? You know, that's what I say. So, isn't it so beautiful place, you know? And I, I was not wearing suit that time, you know, and that's what, you know, I was not like this. So that's what I say. If God can change person like me, you are much better than me. Amen? Amen. I, was, I was born in a family where, where negative words were spoken every day, where the spanking was every day, where there was no opportunity the streets were not 
made the way streets are made here. The clothes were not the way we wear here. When you walk out, your shoe, you have to polish four times a day. Here we don't even polish our shoe for like five years. <laughs> you know? Isn't it? So if you can just think about this, if God can raise a person from that kind of place and bring here and make use of his glory, I, what he can do through your life. Just, just think I gave my life to Jesus in a jail. And how did I do? Because I prayed. I was a Hindu. I was, I was non-Christian. I prayed all my 33 billion God. I knew that all the name. No, no, no. I did not knew all the name. You know, there's a one joke. There's a one Hindu priest came to one lady and she said, daughter, you have to, you have to um, uh, offer a sacrifice. You have to just, you know, you have to give one dollar so I can pray for you. She said, good, so I have a 33 billion God, so bring the one dollar in the name of all the 33 billion God. So it's like 33 billion dollars she has to bring so he can pray for that. And so the, the lady said, just name, those, just name those God's name and I will bring those, all the dollars. Every time you name those, you know, God's name. So I cannot remember those all God's name, amen. So I did not pray about 33 billion, but I prayed for few gods, but they did nothing. And I was thinking, I'm going to be a, some bad guy, gangster. Nothing happened. Then in the morning, early morning, somebody whispered in my ear and I said, pray in Jesus' name. And I said, what this Jesus is going to do? You know, I've been going to, I've been worshiping the God. We worship a God who holds a mountain like this in his hand. We hold a, uh, we, uh, we have a God uh, who, who's, who, you know, who has like 10 hands and this and that and everything they can do it. But I said, they couldn't help me. What Jesus is going to help me? And I had a coin in my pocket. I flipped the coin three times. I said, if the three-time head comes, I'm going to pray in Jesus' name. And I did flip the coin. Three head came. And I said, all right, Jesus, if you are a true God, bail me out of this uh, 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 jail before 12 o'clock and I will give you my life. Because this was Saturday, if I'm not bailed out, they would have transferred me to a bigger jail. Where six months to one year, I could have been sitting there alone by myself. And uh, I prayed, 10, 11, nothing happened. 11, 30, nothing happened. And I started thinking there is no God. Everything is bad. I'm going to be gangster. I'm going to be a bad guy. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be as bad than as bad. 11.55, the police officer called. I signed the paper. I had to write the time, 11.55 out. I came out and I saw who bailed me. There was no one. Jesus bailed me from that jail. And how, and you know, how did I know that when I didn't tell you the, uh, the rest of the story, Pastor? Because when you go to get your passport to come to America, they go through the, all the background check. And if you have any <laughs> criminal background, they won't give you the passport in India. And I went there and I got my passport within a two hour. That was it. Then I went to American embassy. They also go and look every background. 
Everything they can find out about you, whatever they can find out, they can find out. They found nothing. We can go to America. I said, I was so surprised. What? I was afraid. I had a case. I had a criminal case. What is going to happen about that? And there was nothing. You know, he wipes out records. Amen? And that's what I knew. That Jesus is real God. Amen? He is not just in your word. He is inside you. If you invite him, if you ask him to come, he will come and he will live with you. And not only he will live, but he will eat with you, Bible says. He will have a fellowship with you. He will, if you are asking to change your life, he will change your life. If you are asking him to make you a man and woman of God, a preacher of the gospel, he will make you that. Hallelujah. Bible says us and you will receive. We ask only thousand dollar, oh God. I ask house, oh God. I ask car. No, no, no. Our God is more bigger than house and cars. Amen. This house and car, my family, my family, they told me, you follow Jesus, you will not get house and car, you are, you are done, you are dead for us. And I had to say, yes, thank you very much. I walked out in 1993, not afraid of anything. The spirit of boldness, nobody gave me. Jesus, as a human, I want property. As a human, I want house, I want car, I want money. People today, two brothers, family, they, they kill each other. Why? Just for the piece of property. And God told me, leave everything. Abraham and Lot, they fought only for the piece of property. So much things happened because of the property. And Jesus got me out from that kind of greed. No one did that one. As a human, I want those, all those things. But I said, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. 1993, I left with a flip-flop. Am I wearing a flip-flop today? No. no. God will never keep you where you are. He will always transform you. Amen? But if you ask him to come to your life, if you ask him, if you tell him, I need that house, I need this house, I need this car, that car, then, you know, it might take time. But you say, Jesus, you know, transform my life. I want to be a disciple maker. He will make it like this. It didn't took too long to train disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen? Twelve disciples. It didn't took too long. Today, how many years have we been coming to the church? Have we made anybody disciple? Have we brought anybody to Christ? Have we did anything different than what you've been doing regular life? Just, just think about that. How many years Paul did ministry? How many Peter, how many years Peter did ministry? What these people that did, what we are today, amen? And this is what God wants from all of us, my friends. Let's change this world. And to change this world, one more thing I want to tell you that. You don't need to cross any more ocean. You don't go to India. Don't waste your money. Hallelujah. I mean, no. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't waste your money. I'm telling you. Because those all people are your neighbors. Amen. Who is your waiter? Just go to the restaurant. Who serves you today? Who is your neighbor? Look at them. And you are trying to go to different country to preach the gospel. No, no, no. That is called vacation. <laughs> Amen? 
lot of people, they say, I like to go there. You know, I, you know, I like to go to India. I'm seriously telling you, it's been a, it's been a few, um, uh, after we started this church, I, used to, I wanted to go to India, and I used to have a little bit argument with my wife. I want to go to India. I'm an Indian. I'm an Indian. I want to go to India, you know. And it's been, a, it's been a seven years. I haven't asked my wife, I want to go to India. She said, you, do you want to go to India? I said, all people are here. I go to India. Definitely I go and help those churches. Amen? I don't go to see anything anymore. Amen? Praise God. And I am here in Hawaii the first time. I'm not here to see the Hawaii. I'm here to tell you that if God can transform and change my life, He can do it to you, my friend. Hallelujah. Don't box God in a little bit box. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's the plan of God that if your life is not transformed and changed, no one can change. And, and that is also, this is the time. These are, these are the time of Eliza. These are the time of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. When Holy Spirit is moving, you know, when the Spirit of God moves, He makes David dance naked. Hallelujah. When the Spirit of God moves, He can do anything to anyone. Hallelujah. There is no favorite child of God because you all are a favorite child of God. Hallelujah. Don't wait that God can come and speak to you. God already spoke in Matthew 28, 2,000 years ago. Go, therefore, make disciples and go baptize the people. Hallelujah. You don't need to have a license to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. You just need a hand of God in your heart. That's it. You can do it. Hallelujah. Do it. Say, I can do all things through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Say it with me. I can do. I can do. All things. All things. Through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, shout hallelujah. Don't be ashamed of that. Hallelujah. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, come on, come on, give him a praise, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, revive us. Revive us, hallelujah. Tower of Babel, God divided people. Book of Acts, in the upper room, God united people with the same spirit, hallelujah. I want you all to be one mind, one heart, one accord, hallelujah. The purpose of the church, reaching people, discipling people, loving people, sharing people. Nothing is mine. It is all our common. Hallelujah. Every people, every, listen this to me. How much money you will make, how many houses you will build, they will never go with you. Every soul you win. They all will go with you. Hallelujah. They all will go with you. Hallelujah. Every person you will disciple, they all will go with you. And they will dance with you. Because that's the revelation. Hallelujah. The seven. All tongues strive. And hallelujah. Don't be afraid of anybody. Don't be afraid of me. I might look like a black or maybe burnt offering. Don't be afraid of burnt offering. Hallelujah. The burnt offering is for you, hallelujah, amen. They all are waiting for you. Be transformed, hallelujah. You have been changed in order to change other people, hallelujah. 
Moses has to be transformed in order to transform the whole Israelites. Hallelujah. Challenges, frustration, problems, all will be there all your life. That will never leave you. It was with Jesus also. Amen. But did, do you think Jesus backed off? No. The Paul, the Peter, everybody, they said, just, just don't kill me. Just kill me. But just don't kill me the way Jesus, you kill Jesus. Hang me ups and down. That's it. You know? A lot of time. I, I have so many things I can talk to you. So many things I can talk to you. There was one time I was preaching the gospel. And there was a couple of terrorists who were sitting in the, the meeting. And they called me after the meeting. We, the meeting went till 11 in the night. They called me after 11. Come and have a dinner with us that night. And the pastor came and told me like, shh, don't go. They are wanted terrorists. And God told me, spirit, you have to go and have a dinner with them. So I went and had a dinner with them one in the morning. I had no idea how God was transforming their life. And they started sharing with me that Jesus, they want to give their life. And they are wanted terrorists. And I prayed for them. And next morning, God told me one more thing. I want you to go with these guys to the city. <laughs> and I, the, I, told, I talked to the pastor and I said, we have to go with this guy to the city. And they said, don't do this one because they are the wanted terrorists. They will shoot you and they will shoot them also, the police. And God told me that was God's word. And I made sure that was God's word. And I prayed enough. And God told me, yes. I went with them. I went in front of the police station. Nothing happened to these guys. And they both are pastors today. Serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Serving the Lord Jesus. I want you to not to be ashamed of the gospel. Not to be afraid of the gospel. Hallelujah. This is my last word. I want to tell you that. If somebody puts gun on your head and says, deny Jesus, just your answer should be this. Shoot me soon so I can go and meet with my Jesus. That should be the answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, okay, tell me what to do. Okay, leave me, leave me. No, no, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to beg for my life. The one who gave me life, if he has to keep me alive, he will keep me alive. Even though I walk through the valleys up, so shadow of death, death. Nothing will happen to the child who trusts in God. Hallelujah. Your children are in a night, not right places right now. Your grandchildren are not right places. Don't give up. Don't give up. I was not right. I was not living right. I was living ungodly, unethical. Everything was there. But God, when God, God hold of my life, completely it got different. Hallelujah. I'm not leading people into the wrong way. I'm leading people into the Jesus way. Hallelujah. So is there anyone? Hallelujah. Anyone wants to commit their life to Jesus today? Anyone? First time want to give their life to Jesus. Is there anyone? You know, I want you, I want you to go with me to heaven. Hallelujah. We'll, 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 we'll shout there. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll, we'll celebrate there. Anyone first time want to give their life to Jesus? Lift your hand. Hallelujah. If not, anybody wants to say, God, yes. You know, anybody says, I feel like I want, to, I want to move up. I want to go up. I want to start making disciples. I'm tired. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I think God called me, but I, 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 I'm living the life I want, my comfort zone. I have chose uh, this place of comfort, but I just, I want to do something different. 
I want to do something. You may be retired. You came to settle down. In our church, I have an 85-year-old man. He was retired until he met me. He says, you're not. I, am, I was retired. I came to Denver, Colorado. He bought a nice house, retirement house. And he's, he's, the, he's doing more work than he did entire his life as a missionary. This is what God can turn your life. Is there anyone want to say, God, transform my life? Can you stand and say, that is your standing and saying, is say, God, here I am. Send me to the nation. Hallelujah. Here I am. I am ready. If you want to do that one, just stand up in your feet. Hallelujah. If you, if you are that person, and pastor, let's come together, and let's come together in unity and pray that Jesus has already started working on these people. Hallelujah. Hora nashiara. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, thank you, Lord. You are good, God. You are good, God, and you are, you are, you are the only one way. You are the only truth. You are the only life. Hallelujah. Lord, in Jesus' name, from my right to the left, I pray, every corner of this room, oh God, let this church be a warehouse, oh God, not a beautiful building, but a warehouse where they transform people, where they make disciple makers, hallelujah. Lord Jesus, and through this place, disciple will go out and start bringing people into the kingdom of God. And Lord Jesus, for that, anoint their feet. Anoint their heart, mind, and soul and fill them with the Spirit of God because without your Spirit, we are just a body. So Father, pour out your Spirit in the name of Jesus. On the day of Pentecost, you poured out your Spirit of God. So the day of Pentecost is not over. It is right happening here. Hallelujah. Amen. Say thank you, Jesus, for pouring out your spirit. I am not walking out from this place. Hallelujah. You know, I will not go out until you change my life. Hallelujah. You know, I, I don't know. This is one word. You might not leave this church today. I'm seriously. You will be getting stuck half of the way on your car. And you will start praying. And you will start seeing the transformation happening. This is what happened. While I was walking to my school, Pastor, I was walking after they prayed for me seven days, seven hours. After three days, seven hours, I was walking to the school. And I suddenly, on the middle of the school way, I started speaking some of the languages. And I was doing crazy things happening. No, nobody taught me. Nobody told me anything. Nobody, this, nobody put this fire on me. I told you I was the most timid guy. I was the most shy guy. I never did any, never, never participated in anything, never spoke. What God has planned for your life, you don't know. The problem is this. We have not yet totally surrendered our life to him and asked him, come and have thine own way, oh God. Can we do that, church? Let's, 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 let's be the church who goes out and does something for the kingdom of God. Amen. That's what my heart 
is here. Oh, I'm not here to tell you. And pastor has not told me to say anything. Amen. This is the spirit of God-driven church. Hallelujah. This is the spirit of God-driven people. So let's, let's ask for the, love, the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Let's ask for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to pour out your life like rain. Hallelujah. A fresh rain. Hallelujah. Come on, speak up to the Lord. Close your eyes. Raise your hand and go crazy for God. Hallelujah. I know a lot of people are shy. A lot of people are, don't want to speak. But just, Bible says, open your mouth and I will fill it up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Please. Lord Jesus. There are so many people who are making a decisions. God called so many people here in this place. So many people you are called. You were chosen also. Because of your circumstances, because of your family obligations, because of your, your job obligations, you are not able to do what you have been called to do. And God is setting you free right now. God is setting you free. He has not given you the spirit of fear, but he has given you the spirit of boldness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we're so grateful that we can be a part of the bigger picture of what you're doing in this world. You've called us to make disciples, which means it takes some work. That's why we're in this season, Lord. That's why we're doing the things that we're doing is because there are so many people who have yet to come to know you as Lord and Savior. And you said to go into all nations, which are nationalities, and they're right here in our very own backyard. So help us to reach the different people groups that we come across. Give us eyes to see what you see. And we're not going to just pass by people and say, well, they look different. We're going to see them. And because they look different, you're going to put them on our hearts. And we're going to connect with them. We're going to pray for them. We're going to love them so that they ask us, why are you so kind to me? And then we get to introduce them to the one who is kind. And that is you our Heavenly Father. So we thank you for this wonderful day that you have given to us. Now let us be the mobile church and go. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And we all said together, amen. Can we shout amen, 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 hallelujah. I have one last word to say to you before you head out to this. Long time back, one guy came and told me, I was preaching uh, to the people who spoke English. So one guy came and told me, so why are you are breaking the English? Why are you are making mess of our English? <laughs> I said, that's what I know, a little bit of English. He said, if you cannot speak English right, don't speak English right. And he told me, and I, I was a little bit kind of, you know, that was shock to me. That somebody told me that way. But I didn't got offended. But I s- immediately God gave me word. He said, sir, you speak so good English. What you are doing with your so good English? I am doing something amazing with my broken English. Let language be not the barrier. Let color be not the barrier. Let money be not the barrier. No one, hallelujah. I have learned all this lesson personally, and that's what I can speak this, all this thing, amen? And that's what I'm not afraid of anything. And that's what you need to understand to get to God.
people told me, don't preach in English because you don't speak good English. I said, what are you doing with your good English? <laughs> what are you doing with your wonderful English? So, amen? amen. Got, it? Got it? Go from this place, my friends. Can we thank Pastor Jitendra? <laughs> thank you. Thank you.